Business Mentors podcast. We take the dull business topics that a lot of other people don't want to talk about and we turn them into quirky, interesting and valuable tools to enrich your life. That's why we talk about tools for business and tools for life. Your hosts are Steve Ashby and Lara Gordon-Finney. Hi there and welcome to another episode of the Business Mentors podcast series and today we're talking about learning how to fly on your confident wings. Now there's an old poem which goes, come to the edge, he said, we are afraid, they said. Come to the edge, he said, we cannot fly, they said. Come to the edge, he said. They came to the edge and he pushed them and they flew. Don't you hate people like that? I mean, you put your trust in them, and then what do they do? They push you over the edge. Well, you know, sometimes that's what it takes um, when you're learning a new habit. And uh, one of the things, Lara, that I've realized is that um, while it seems to take us a lot of effort to break bad habits, it actually takes as much effort to learn new habits. So, um, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. But, you know, at some point in our lives, we all we're all given the opportunity to go to the edge. There's, all, there's always going to be a time that we can remember that you can remember that we're given the opportunity to go to the edge. But then that little voice, it just it pulls you it pulls you back. Um, Steve, from your infinite wisdom, what's your ultimate tip for those people who actually want to go to the edge and be pushed? Well, it's very simple. Do it. At the end of the day, you actually go to the edge and you either push yourself or you get people around you who you trust who will help you. Now, the good thing is that it's not as though the edge is, you know, um, a, a thousand foot drop. It could be, if you're doing this in baby steps, that the edge is just like a step. So mm. the whole point of learning a new habit is not to try and uh, do it overnight. Um, as though you go from zero to hero. There was, a, there was an advertisement many, many years ago in New Zealand with uh, a model called Rachel Hunter, who I think ended up being one of Rod Stewart's numerous wives. <laughs> and um, as part of the ad, she said, um, it won't happen overnight, but it will happen, A. <laughs> so the point about habits is they don't happen overnight. Um, you do need to take a step-by-step approach. It's a journey and it's not a race. Really. I completely, completely agree with you. I mean, I am a very impatient person. I, I find it difficult to remember that um, it is a journey and it's not it's not a race. I'm constantly wanting to do something, constantly wanting to do something. But then I, when I get to the edge, you, ha- you have that little voice that pulls you back and it pulls you back. And also remembering that we're constantly learning and each time you go to the edge, it's almost like a lesson you go the lessons there you either face it head on and do it and take that little jump like you said it could be that little step or you know you never know you might jump and it could be a thousand foot drop but it could be a thousand foot drop to a massive net that that catches you so yeah I just think remembering that we're constantly learning um, especially as an impatient person like me (laughs) well yeah, I mean, it depends on what it is that um, that you're learning or it depends on what the habit is that you're having to change. Yeah. Sometimes it's a life and literally a life and death situation and you have to you have to do it all in one go. It's like, you know, um, smoking, for example, if smoking is really bad for you and you have to give it up, there's no baby steps. You either do it or you don't. Yeah. But for a lot of the things that we're talking about, 
um, in terms of becoming more self-confident. They don't tend to be those kind of life or death situations. It's about a matter of degree. It's about feeling much more comfortable about uh, speaking about what you've accomplished, for example, than you normally are. It's a matter of um, learning how to write differently about the things that you've done. And that's the kind of thing that we want to be talking to people about. And these are steps that anybody really can can um, undertake for themselves. And the risk factor is actually really, really low, but the reward part of it is potentially extremely high. That's why we're spending a lot of time talking about this whole idea of developing much more self-confidence when it comes to putting your self-evaluation together. Because if you're self-confident when you start your self-evaluation, it changes the entire document. For example, if the first line is, I've had a wonderful year, your manager's going to read that and think, what? Yeah. Because, you know, they never see that in a self-evaluation. So, you know, you're changing the whole paradigm by, um, you know, by learning how to be more self-confident. Very true. Very true. I mean, I guess it's a case of putting this newfound motivation that we have into practice and I like you say, that baby step is learning how to do it on your self-evaluation. Um, that is something I, I have struggled with in, with in the past. And, you know, you know that you need to be a bit more positive or, you know, you need to be a bit more um, succinct. But it it can be difficult from the employee's point of view. Yeah, that's true. Because, um, you know, the habits that we, we get ourselves into and if you like the feedback that happens from our situation around us, Uh, tends to make us think, you know, I can't really change anything. Yeah. Well, actually, that's not true. You can. You you know, you have the power to change a lot of things around you. And most importantly, you have a chance to change your own self-talk. And as soon as you change your self-talk and you are committed to talking about yourself in a different way, funnily enough, everybody around you listens to the new way that you're talking about yourself. And so they change their impression of you. And it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So for a lot of people um, who are in this situation, particularly when they're putting um, a self-appraisal together or a self-evaluation together, um, they're trying to figure out, you know, how do I come across differently? Um, And that's actually something that isn't really all that difficult because you can actually start with how you feel. Now, how you feel is neither right nor wrong, but if you express it and you express it positively, nobody can say, if you say, I've had a great year, you know, I feel really positive about it. It's very unlikely somebody's going to turn around to you and say, no, you haven't. Yeah, very true. Okay. So you can start with those kind of intangible things, but that's what gets the ball rolling. And then you can say, I've had a great year. Here's some of the things that I've done. And you can look at things, you know, with the glass half full and the glass half empty. Yeah. Um, and so if you're looking at things with a positive mindset, you're going to be looking at whichever it is. I can never remember. The glass is half full, I guess, is the one we're looking at. Yeah. And that conditions the people who are reading your self-evaluation to think much more positively about you as well. It becomes a real snowballing knock-on effect. Yeah. I mean, there's... I. I'd like to take that approach, but I know that there's a lot of different areas that I need to work on um, from from my own point of view. But the 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 one 
area I find it most difficult is sharing the work that I've done. So number one, I forget to write things down. So, you know, you, you, you get busy and you're going through your, your week, your month, and yeah, you know, you have team meetings and catch-ups and updates and reports, but you forget to, or I forget, to note down the good things that I've done. And then sharing it and being proud of what I've shared, what I've done or, or what I've achieved and saying, oh yeah, I wrote that report or I was part of that team that made sure those sales numbers were hit. You know, that's the mm. area for me that is most difficult. I mean, surely it has to get easier the more we try, surely. Well, once again, it's a habit. We are what we repeatedly do, as Aristotle said, and we said it last time, excellence then is not an act, but a habit. Yeah. So you were talking about the fact that uh, you get busy and you forget to write things down. Well, here's a good habit to start with, write things down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, get yourself a journal. Um, you know, one of the things we're going to be providing in the self-evaluation course is a simple journal for people to be able to write down the things, you know, what I'd done today that was really good. Yeah. You know, and so getting into the habit of recording throughout the year the things that you've done which went well and maybe some things that you would like to do better mm -hmm. um, then means that by the time you get to the end of the year, you're not scrabbling trying to think, oh, God, what did I do? Was, I know I was part of a team, but I can't remember what, the, what the, the things were that we actually achieved. I'll tell you this for sure, and this is part of our kind of outlaw approach to this. You will have much better records than your manager will. So if you're keeping track of your own performance through the year, yep. your notes will become, if you like, the record of note. Okay? Very true. Because your manager will not have anything like the detail about what you have achieved that you have. So part of owning this process is to make sure that you've got the record of note. It's your facts, it's your figures that are the ones that are going to be used because they're complete and they cover the whole year. Mm. So I guess it's about forgetting that it might be slightly unnatural at first and and I guess walking your new talk and all the things that you can put into place, as long as you believe them and you continue to do them, then they start becoming more natural. Yeah, it's practice. It's practice. Practicing, feeling good about yourself. Practicing, not only feeling good about yourself, but expressing how you feel and ex expressing a sense of, I feel pretty good about what I've achieved. And, you know, funnily enough, um, like a lot of actors who actually practice their lines in front of a mirror, why wouldn't you as a budding actor talking about the, your new role called the uh, vastly self-improved me, yeah. why wouldn't you be standing in front of a mirror with the affirmations that we're providing and practice them in front of the mirror? Because, you know, watching yourself, it might make you laugh, but watching yourself say, I'm okay, I did a really good job, I'm happy mm. to speak about the things that I've achieved, I'm proud of my achievements. Watching yourself saying that in the mirror, you'll laugh a lot and that's fair enough because you know I think we learn a lot faster when we're when we're having fun and laughing very true but the most important thing about all that is that you get to hear yourself say positive things about yourself such that when you're sitting in your performance review and you've written these things down you don't feel uncomfortable saying them across the table to your manager you believe them because you've said to them you've said them to yourself enough you know they're true. You've got the facts to back them up. Well, certainly you've got better facts than your managers. Got, yeah. You know, so we go to the fudge factor and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, you've got a well-prepared story. The thing is, 
and this is another little tip, if you rehearse your performance review and you know what you're going to say, you will be so far ahead of your manager who's stuck it in their diary and starts thinking about it three minutes before you walk into uh, their office. So, you know, this is all about being prepared. This is really, really important stuff. So treat it with the importance that it deserves. Learn how to be able to say things about yourself with confidence and practice. True. I guess it's skipping the awkward part and sort of going into the going into it, knowing exactly what what you know and exactly what you've been telling yourself, um, especially if you've been doing them daily. I'm assuming that these affirmations have to be done daily. Yeah, well, you know, once again, it comes back to um, we are what we repeatedly do. And believe me, doing affirmations once a week, forget it. It doesn't work. It actually, your, your subconscious needs constant reminder. And once a day of 10 or 15 affirmations repeated a couple of times is the kind of thing that needs to happen in order to break the old habit of how you think about yourself and learn a new habit. Otherwise, you know, we could we could change habits in, in five minutes flat and it just doesn't work like that because it's your subconscious that needs to change and it takes a fair bit of convincing. Perfect. So I guess next time I go to the edge, all I've got to do is trust and jump. That's pretty succinct. And right now that's all we've got to uh, talk about for the moment and certainly that's all the time that we have. So join us next time when we are going to be discussing the whole concept of practice makes perfect. Until then, we'll see you later. Thanks everybody for listening to the Business Mentors podcast. Be sure to visit us at www.businessmentors.com. That's all one word, www.businessmentors.com to join the conversation and See what we've got to offer in terms of tools for business and tools for life and stay up to date with the latest tips and techniques that we've got and discover our fantastic bonus content. That's all for now and we'll see you later.